so yeah, you had a, a, an interesting weekend. Right? Yeah, eventful. It was eventful. Nice. Got some good photos. Got a couple. Got some good pictures. Yeah, see, it all works out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, you know, redeeming qualities. Yeah, you know, got some out of it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> got broccoli on this damn table, man. Eat my green things. Ah, super duty, tough work. We back. It's been a minute, brother. Yeah, it's been. Well, it's been a week. We just missed last week. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was out last week. Yeah, and then we run. No, you missed the one before. Yeah, but I missed yeah, the one we, before. It's been two weeks since I seen you. Yeah, but only one week since we've been on the air. Yeah, I was trying to get it up last week, but it was like the library that they got in Thomasville. Well, first, I was in Thomasville, Alabama, for like a week, uh-huh. hanging out with my mom's, which is like a town of three thousand people. Mm-hmm. When I went down there like a year ago, they public library had just had the most insane Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. Like you could download a gigabyte file in like fifteen minutes. Uh I come back this time it's the slowest shit ever <laughs> they, was, they must have been like this shit too expensive yeah. for the traffic that we getting right. like it's not pot, it's not worth it so I was like so I planned everything around that when <laughs> <laughs> you was at the library for like two days <laughs> hours man <laughs> hours the first day I went like okay yeah I'm gonna do this I'm gonna download that I'm gonna da, da, da. Mm. man look there was no way I was gonna be able to upload podcast mm. with as slow as their shit it was worse than my phone my phone i could have just tethered my phone and been moving faster wow so uh no podcast last week yeah which is cool you know it's it's cool that's yes, all right you know we still here yeah we still here man so you know the most infamous man we took a week off man and you know we back in your life mm-hmm. being great yeah being awesome doing god's work man mm-hmm. it's been a lot going on lately yeah a lot man lots and lots of things yeah, man, I'm a. I think I'm gonna remodel the basement finally. Yeah, I'm. 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 T- I'm taking care of the studio myself. You gonna? I mean, I saw you with the desk. And yeah, your, and man. Instagram. Yeah, I'm building some things. And yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's looking. It's looking nice. Yeah, yeah. They're nice. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta. You know, I got all that space. Right. So I, I'm wondering what you're gonna do. Like, <sighs> it's one of those things where, like, oh yeah, I had cats come over Saturday and, yeah. and look at it, and then when they they were. I knew what I wanted when they got there. Mm-hmm. When they left, I was like, mm, I can really freak this shit. Right, though. right. Like, why don't I take it farther? Because yeah. once they told me the price, I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. But in my mind, I was thinking, that's it? You mm-hmm. know, I didn't want to be like, that's it? In front of them. You <laughs> right, know I mean? right. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Because <laughs> I was thinking it's going to be way worse with yeah. what I was trying to do. Well, Mr. Shepard, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, since that don't phase you, man. <laughs> Let us double that. Is that okay? Let me hit you with this addition. Since you seem to have more money than we originally thought. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I might I might do it for real, man. And I was like, yo, when do you get to have a real studio? Yeah, create your own yes. complete space. Yeah, like like I can't track drums or mm-hmm. stuff like that, or even horns without my neighbors hearing shit of that nature. Right. So I'm like, yo, why don't I do something for real? Like really turn it out and they told me like yo man it would only take them like two weeks to do it all right so you're gonna get everything soundproofed all that like, i'm gonna probably do this yeah 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 i'm gonna do it for real but i'm gonna soundproof i'm gonna do all that myself i'm gonna okay. get them to do like the structural things like okay the the framing the walls the lights mm-hmm. electricity and things like that um but outside of that then i'm gonna i'm gonna do the flooring and just like the decoration and the you know the, the sound treatment and stuff myself nice but uh I'm at that point where I'm like, yeah, you see, it was funny because like last time we was talking, it was like, yeah, man, I'm going to roll up and you're just going to have something nice in the driveway. Right. And I realized that well, that's my problem, man. It's like, yeah, every time I get the money to, to <laughs> buy something nice. Figure out a, a, a way to work some more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find a way. <laughs> I'm the same way, To dog. keep working. I'm the same way. To, to keep, But it's like I keep investing in myself. Exactly. It's like. You, but this like such an ill metaphor for mm-hmm. life because you can cash out anytime. Right, life is full. Life is like a house, and and what you do builds equity. Yeah, and at any point you can cash out. Yeah, right. And so with me, I haven't cashed out yet. Right, and then every time I get a chance to cash out, I was like, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, bruh. and it's like, but. But you know what's, you know, you know man. what I could do. Right, I'm like, man. <laughs> could actually have my studio really really work for me for the first mm-hmm. time i got the time since i'm not touring right now mm-hmm. and this is actually probably will be the best time to do it if i'm gonna do it right um and i'm like man 
Fuck a car, man. Yeah, I feel Keep you. Keep rolling dog. in the fucking minivan, dog. I, I straight for you. I, you know, I, I came into some extra money, you know, the last couple of weeks. A little you know. windfall. Yeah, a little something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> a little extra bag. A little came in, you know. Um, and you know, the wife was like, "Yo, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this." She already had it spent. Yeah, she already had it. She already had it spent, which is stuff we need. It's not yeah. like she just want to go, you know, out and just blow yeah. it all, you know, like getting furniture and stuff, you know, up, getting all that shit. And um, well, that was, counts. That's yeah. not a really an investment. Yeah, well, it's but we need it though. <laughs> we got the same furniture we didn't had for. Uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty. It's broken. It's breaking down. Well, you know. But um, yeah, like she was like, "Well, why don't you take, you know, take some." You know, take take a little chunk and go mm-hmm. shopping. You need some clothes. You need some shoes. I, and I was going to do it, but I was like, you know what? Hell no. <laughs> you know what? I was like, I need to. I need to build this desk. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna build my desk. I'm gonna get my studio together. Mm-hmm. Upgrade my laptop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna do some things and invest in myself. You know what I mean? She's yeah. like, why don't you at least go get you some shoes? I was like. I'm good. I can, you know what I'm saying? I can rock these. Yeah, yeah I can survive. Straight. You I'm know? straight. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, if you do it, mm-hmm. the question is, can you look in the mirror and sleep at night no. knowing that you cashed out? No. And that when it was time for you to invest, you don't have the money no more. Nope. Nope. I couldn't. Because I've done it before. Yes. It felt sick. <laughs> Like, you know what I could have done with all that money? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dog, it kills felt, you. Felt sick. Especially if I'm doing something and I need something like, damn, when I had, you know what oh, I mean? I could have, oh, because I thought up. about it. But then I was like, nah, let me get this fly jacket. You know uh, what I mean? No, nope. I'll wear that jacket hardly ever. Exactly. Oh, those shoes are going to be done in six months. Exactly. That's what I'm like. I'm like, yo, man, if you reach a point where you can double down on your investments mm-hmm. and you know that what you're investing in will keep paying dividends, you have to do that. That's mm-hmm. a philosophy in life. Yeah, man. And life is full of the people who either cash out ASAP and the people who keep the equity in and keep flipping it and flipping it and flipping it exactly. and flipping it. Exactly. And then when they cash out, right. they really cash out. Yeah, then it's real. Like I went through fucking 15 years of, you know me, right. you know what I mean? Right. To finally be like, oh, I'm going to cash out and pay my house off. Right. Oh, shit. You really just did that. Yeah. Yes, I did. That that's that's years. cashing out. You yeah, know what I'm saying? How, that's, that's, that's how you me. do it. Right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not buying no shoes, bro. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like you can't like, yeah, I'm just gonna buy some clothes. Nah, fam. Nah. I'm good. I, I got, myself. I got clothes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't naked out here. Right. I'll get a shirt every <laughs> now and again. Right. I'm like you know? one shirt every two months. Yeah, man. You know, so it's so no, I feel you, man. So yeah, I'm in the same dilemma where yeah. it's like soon as this pops up, there's different there's always things to invest in that are there. Mm-hmm. But what I find separates the people who can invest and people who don't is that the people who can invest are people who are prepared mm-hmm. ahead of time. Like even my opportunity to buy that house down the street was predicated upon me stacking right prior to that and me being like, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm just going to hold tight mm-hmm. until something crosses my plate. That's worth it. Right. Yeah. And then when it does, you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. And had I not exactly. done that, then this, this wouldn't have fallen in line the way it did. So it's like, you have to have that mentality of, um, delaying instant gratification yeah, you just gotta be patient be patient man because and, and, and it may not seem like it then but but keep doubling down and investing in yourself it always works man. yeah always works okay out. this is a long intro man yeah it's, we've been, it's been a while we always do this when we ain't talk to each other <laughs> in, in a minute we always come up with the mad you know 15 20 minute intro that's true a lot yeah. of catching up man so y'all y'all as y'all can hear me and elijah can't see each other <laughs> right yeah right so uh this week, man, we got a topic. This is something that I was touching on on uh, Twitter. And this topic is about weeding out the people who are not serious. Uh, the thought of this, it really touches on like how no matter what you do, no matter what business you are in, you're ultimately going to run into people who are not as serious as you. Mm-hmm. And when you look around you, you might wonder, like, why do I always have to deal with these kind of people? Mm-hmm. Why don't those people pay for my services or my products and why do i have to deal with these motherfuckers all the time the reason that you have to deal with them is because you haven't adequately weeded them out yet and so in this episode we're going to talk about four strategies that people businesses 
used to weed out people who are not serious Mm -hmm. and at the end of this you should have four techniques or ways to hopefully weed those motherfuckers out of your thing yeah and you can instantly put these in use instantly there's no (laughs) yeah you can write these on your phone and do them every day right there's no preparation there's no No, none of that immediately so uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back we got you stuck off the realness the most infamous you heard of us official podcast murderers the show comes equipped with few points to share grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow so go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode you're not alone in this world cousin so we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to they spread gossip but they never come close to i can hear it inside their tone they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. We are back. Back in the place. Super Duty Tough Work. Back in your life. In your life, man. Making things better. Mm-hmm. We're talking about weeding out people who are not serious. This is a conversation that I think is well overdue. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, what we're going to talk about in this episode is some techniques that you'll see all around you, but maybe you have never noticed. Mm-hmm. But they're things that are commonly employed by people to weed out those they don't want to deal with. Yeah, see, if you haven't noticed... Then somebody probably weeding you out. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. You're like, "Hmm, I wonder why I don't fuck with them. Well, probably they don't want you to. (laughs) Right. They don't want your money. You've been weeded out. You've been weeded out. Like if you've ever said, why they charging that much for that? Yep. Weeding you out. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it cost so much? Why the man can we do this? So, oh. so this, you know, this was this was predicated upon like. So I was I announced that I was like selling some beats today, and uh, as usual, there are two categories of people who hit you up about beats. Very much serious, not serious, right? So what I've done in a lot of businesses is do everything I can to not have to deal with the people who are not serious. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example of this, like serious versus not serious. Serious to me is if I say, I've got some beats for sale, I've got some snippets uh, for you to hear, if you're interested, email me, Mm -hmm. right? Not a person who's serious will copy and paste my email. And email you. Email me, hey Mm -hmm. print, saw you talking about this, What's good? Right. Hit me with them joints. Mm-hmm. And hit me with some prices, my man. I'm ready to cook. The not serious person will say, hey, <laughs> why didn't you post the snippets here? I already know where you're going. <laughs> so, right? It's, it's, it's the same thing, you know? So because of the person who's not. So what you want to, why, why is this important? It's important to know these things because as you deal with people, it's easy to get caught up in the weeds, mm-hmm. right? The people who are questioning how you went about your business, promoting your product or service are typically the people you don't want to deal with Yes, because those people are not necessarily serious about buying it. They're curious about what you do. Mm-hmm. They may be curious about the details of what you have, especially if it's not out in the open, but they don't necessarily, they don't value it enough to buy it. Right. Or maybe they're just broken. They don't value their own uh, uh, art or career enough to invest. Right. And uh, so that's one thing. Another thing, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier off air was about like features, for example. Anyone who's ever done features, a rapper knows that you've had at least one interaction with a person who emailed you and got mad at you when you told them that it wasn't free. 
Some of us have many of those instances. Many of many. I only have maybe one. I have a few. Yeah. But the point is this, is that you will always have people like that who are coming through the door because they're not serious. Mm -hmm. They want something for free and they're offended because they really were there to take anyway. Yeah. They want you to do it for the love. Let's do it for the love. It's hip hop, bro. right? Do it for the culture. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you have to have ways to weed out these people. And you know, the first thing I want to talk about in terms of weeding people out, the first technique for mm-hmm. weeding these types of people out is price, 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 price. Set one. Set one. You have there. There was a book I can't remember. It might have been Seth Godin that talked about this. He talked about the biggest gap in a consumer's mind. Let's say you have something that costs ten dollars, right? He said the biggest jump in a consumer's mind is not from zero to ten; it's from zero to one dollar. Mm-hmm. They're not deciding whether they want to pay ten dollars for your service. They're deciding whether they want to pay at all. Yeah. The biggest leap in their mind is from free to damn. I gotta pay something. <laughs> Right. That is a Grand Canyon size leap for the average person mm-hmm. who's not serious. Mm-hmm. The person who's serious, it's no question. Right. This is a value. I'm buying this. Mm-hmm. So the so the way that you can weed out people for your product or service or whatever it is you do is to is to make deliberate decisions about price. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look in a real world all around us. No matter what you like, there is a luxury version of that product. Oh, yeah. No matter where you go, no matter what you're into. Oh, you're into sports cars? Cool. You're into tires? Mm-hmm. Haircuts? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, jackets? Mm-hmm. Shoes? Tools? Tools? <laughs> houses? Right. Every single thing that exists has a luxury version and an economy version. Exactly. Why is that? That's because it, it, hotels, for example, when we go on tour, I noticed that the biggest leap for me wasn't paying $50 for a hotel. Right. It was the extra $25 <laughs> that it took to go from the three star uh-huh. to the four star. Yeah. Very In much my so. mind, it was like, yo, do I really want to spend this extra 25 a night? Do I need to be that comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> sleeping that long <laughs> are the beds that much better right right is it really worth it <laughs> is it that much more room hmm. in the room is the experience really worth that 25 if i'm just gonna sleep all the things you come up to uh-huh. you say yourself because you're not serious yeah about that experience and you know what that's why they set that price there yeah see in our minds we think Oh man, that seventy-five dollar room, man. They wrong for charging that for that shit. Right, right. But you don't. You think it's some sort of accident that it's haphazard. Oh no. But but see, what let me know it wasn't an accident was when I started staying in those hotels. Mm -hmm. When I said to myself, when I did like the Kingdom Crown uh, film tour, I said, man, you know what, man. I'm not making no money, so I'm going to be comfortable. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to get the four-star hotel, man. Uh, it may not be that much to anyone else. But mm. from a guy like us, we come from Motel 6 world. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, two and three-star joints. Yep, couches. Yes, couches. That's us. <laughs> All day. It's a big leap. Huge leap. It's a big leap. Yeah. So what I found out when I took that leap and committed to it was that there are benefits in doing it that I did not anticipate. Oh, there's extreme benefits. Right. For Lots just a $20 difference, all of a sudden, me and my DJ didn't have to worry about the turntables at night. Mm-hmm. Because we knew that the parking lot had a security person. There. Exactly. We didn't have to worry about parking. Mm-hmm. We knew that we could park in the hotel's parking lot. Mm-hmm. They might have their own parking garage, which could be validated, yeah. all for that extra $20. Yes, sir. We found out that when you don't stay in the cheap hotels, the more expensive hotels don't knock on your door all crazily in the morning. Nope. When you're in a four, four and a half, five star hotel, they typically will just let you leave when you want to leave. Yeah. 
They treat and they tr- they just treat you right. Treat you right. It's it's a different it's a different way they treat you. All because they set a pr- different yeah. price. Breakfast. Right? Oh come on, free breakfast. Free breakfast. Not continental. Like real breakfast. Real food. Eggs. Yes. Pancakes. Come on, man. Sausage. Say it again. <laughs> like real things. Real things, bro. Real things. Yes. Come on, man. Yes. And and this is the thing that 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 most people miss. The most important thing I learned when it comes to setting a price to weed out people is that. The price allows me to be staying in a hotel with people who are more like me. Exactly. People with my values and sensibilities. Mm -hmm. No more crackheads and hookers running around outside in the middle of the (laughs) night. Right, right, right. I no longer have to worry about someone being loud in my my joint. Yeah, rolling up with a system blasting. Smoking blunts in the hotel. Yeah. If I call the the lobby in a four-star hotel and say, yo, man, they're kind of loud next door. I'm trying to get sleep. Don't you know they'll be at them people's door in two minutes flat? Yes, sir. We'll send someone right up, Mr. Shep. And it'll be quiet. (laughs) About right. 10 minutes later. You can sit there and hear their phone get called mm-hmm. from your room. Yeah. As soon as you make that call, you hear the person next to you who's making noise. Yeah, well, we got some complaints about noise. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. You can't get that in a three-star joint. Nah, because they do not give a fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Right. All because they raise the price. Mm-hmm. Raising the price changes the culture Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses know that the cheaper your product is the cheaper your consumers are Mm -hmm. the cheaper your fans are meaning that when you got cheap people they're going to nitpick everything yep they're going to complain more Mm -hmm. so a lot of these hotels know that yeah we may charge more but we have less customer service because we're dealing with more high-end people. We got standards. Come on, man. We got standards. We set the standards. We bring in the customers who would want this experience, and they're not sitting there hanging around complaining every five minutes about some shit. Right. They got things to do. Yeah. And that is why price is like such an important factor to weeding people out. Think about what you do. Think about how seriously people take you when you say you're doing it for free Mm -hmm. or when you charge people. Oh, yeah. I can say this as a person who has done like consulting Mm -hmm. and a person who was giving away free information like this. I think this is the most valuable shit on the Internet. I think this podcast is super valuable, but it's free. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were to charge motherfuckers, I don't know, a membership fee, Mm five dollars a month to get this. We would attract a completely different clientele. Yeah. And, and the that, ones that would stay are the serious ones. Thank you. Charging something is that leap that most people can't make. They can't go from zero to one. So when you go, say, yeah, okay, we're just going to charge something for this because it's, it denotes in their mind value, whether they like it or not. Right. It subconsciously says, oh, shit. This must be worth something because they charging for this shit. <laughs> right, right, right. Let me, man, am I missing out? Right. Shit. Look, they wouldn't charge if it wasn't worth something. Mm-hmm. See, we charge because we don't charge because it's just like, yo, these are conversations we're having anyway. Exactly. And we just wanted to do this shit. But best believe that this is valuable. But but the point is clear. When you have a product or a service and if you're getting badgered by, you know, uh, emailed by people who are upset, it, uh, if you're getting too many people complaining about your product or service, too many people nitpicking that means your price is too low Mm -hmm. period your price is too low or you need to put a price on it yes exactly because zero is the lowest right (laughs) the more complaints you get that just means that you're not quite attracting the the clientele you need Mm -hmm. because the clientele that you need they value every fucking thing that you do yeah and the clientele who's just there to get something for free pick something up and run away with it and never come back you know what i mean those are not the people who you can build something lasting with you build it with the the people who are willing to invest in it which allows you to reinvest in it Mm -hmm. and make it bigger better nicer four star experience five star experience and in all the things that come along with that those people will value so price is super duper important when you want to weed out people who ain't serious yeah i mean nipsey <gasps> nipsey did it with come on hundred dollar cd who complained 
a lot of people broke people mad people that yes and, and people that wasn't serious about being his fan thank you his real fans <laughs> came out he sold that shit in a day yes because his real fans came out and there was a lot of other people mad because they couldn't get it say it again man you know what i'm saying that's and those those hundred people that bought that yeah they probably buy everything that this man puts out Everything that this man does, yep. and it's not saying that you're not a fan, but it's it's definitely a difference between somebody who would buy an Logic CD for a hundred dollars, yes, and somebody who would complain that it's ten dollars. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you know you. what I'm saying? Like there is uh. a very big difference. There is a very big difference. And for me, like I've had people, I've had experiences on both sides with the feature thing. I've had people that's like, yo, you know, you want you can't do it for the love. And I've also had people that's like, oh, you only charging this much. How about a, how about I throw in an extra hundred dollars you do the hook? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. that's those are the people that I continue to work with that hit me up and are like, yo, I you know, I really want to work with this dude because I see that you're serious about your shit and you take what I do as valuable because you offer more than I'm asking you. You know, for what I'm giving you, so price is very, 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 important. very important. And and the thing about setting your price, if you're a creative person, it's important because like so many of us just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. We just want to be seen. We just want to get in front of people. That it becomes very easy to lose sight of the fact that it's not just getting in front of people. It's in, it's getting in front of the right people. You want to be in front of people who value what you do Mm -hmm. but not just what you do they value art in general yeah they value entrepreneurialism Mm -hmm. they value hard work and the discipline it took for you to get there it's not just about the illogic cd being 10 it's about everything illogic had to do to get that cd in his hands that's ten dollars yeah exactly leading up to that Mm -hmm. the people who value that journey those are the people you want mm-hmm. and you can't get those people when you charge so low or you or you don't charge at all it's very hard to get that yeah. right now i'm not here because of the counterpoint people say oh yeah well what about streaming it's free blah 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 yeah that's cool but that's just you still got to pay for the show mm-hmm. they're charging yeah. you somewhere you still got to pay for this t-shirt yeah you still gotta pay for something and the price of t-shirts ain't went down if y'all have noticed oh no nah. Like concert t-shirts? Nah, they went up. Yes. They've gone up. Yes. And the quality has gotten better as well. Yes. But the, because the quality has gotten better and they know they're trying to give you a quality product, something that you can't download, the price will go up and the price has gone up. Yeah, 40, 50 bucks at a, at a real oh, yeah. concert. Oh, yeah. yeah. For t-shirt. Yeah. Right. Like, like, don't go to a Con- Kanye or Jay-Z concert. <laughs> oh, forget about it. Yeah, you're paying $50, $75 for a t-shirt. For a t-shirt. Yeah. For that experience. And they know that they're going to sell a shitload of those Hell t-shirts. Yeah. Right. And so uh, that's number one. You want to weed out people. You're tired of dealing with certain people. Address the price issue. Mm -hmm. What is your price? How are you positioned in the market? Are you the economy product? Mm -hmm. Are you the free product? Or are you the boutique luxury product? You see this shit all the time. Like we talked about uh, Nipsey Hussle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You also got like the Rock Marcianos and 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 uh, uh, West Side Guns of the world who Mm -hmm. are charging more for a certain experience. That's just music. Mm-hmm. And as we said before, this thing extends well beyond music. Oh, yeah. And it's been going on since the beginning of time. So that's just number one. Oh, and one one other thing. <clears throat> if you're going to set a price like you're the boutique, then make sure that the quality goes along with your price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, be, giving, don't, be, don't be giving people bullshit. <laughs> and you trying to, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You trying to, <laughs> yeah. try to milk people for their money. Right. Because because word of mouth is a powerful thing yes yes and so you know that's that's price and so we're gonna do number two real quick number two way to weed out people and this is something that i've thought about in terms of just like how life works is like the number two way to weed out people who are not serious is time Mm. most people while they will say that money is important we move in a way to where time is the most important thing. Time is what we fight for. People go to work to make money so they can have time. Exactly. Time is the the, the most valuable commodity people have. And so one of the easiest ways to weed out people who are not serious is to implement something that requires them to spend more time. Yes. This is largely what relationships are about. 
marriages mm. during that time. All, all dating is, is a it is a filter for those who are not serious. Weeding them out. Weeds them out. It says, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, oh, well, you want to hit this? Well, you're going to have to date me for X amount of months, mm-hmm. X amount of years. Oh, you want to marry? It's going to take X amount of time. Mm-hmm. What we're really doing during that time is we're testing that person to make sure they are worthy of this thing that's at the end of it. Yeah. Because once they make it through that time, you know that they're more likely to make it through anything else yeah. because they were willing to wait. This is no different in products and services. Sometimes the worst thing you can do is give someone something instantly. Right. And so I thought about that quite a bit before I started selling beats. Like, yo, everybody who sells beats, um, they just post them on the website and they just step off. Yeah. And then People oh, can, you can go download them. Right. Yeah. They don't know who's listening. Mm-hmm. They don't know if anyone's listening. I can say that everyone who's Ask me about beats or bought beats from me, I have their email address. Right. So even if I have one tenth of the people asking about it, I have a hundred percent ability to follow up with them. Right. A lot of people don't want to take the time to email me to say, yo, print, what's up? Right. But the people who are hungry, the people who are like, yo, you're the shit, I value this shit. I've been wanting to rock over some of your shit for a minute. Hook me up. Those people who are, they're willing to take the time to, to read the thread, email me, mm-hmm. tell me who they are, send me a link to their shit, tell me what they're looking for. Yep. And those are the people who have now, they spent more time. They spent more time. We spend more, I don't just send you a beat. You know what I mean? Like I actually format the beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just download it and take it and run. Yeah. I sequence it before I give it to you. I, you know what I mean? I give you all the stems and all this shit. This is just my little product or service. Yeah. This goes for everything. Look at the fucking Marines, for example. Out of all the fucking shit that goes on in the military, you don't just sign up in the military and go fight. <laughs> It'd be a lot of dead motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> Look at this, look at this. Come on, man. Sign up this week. I'm blasting people next week. Yeah, nah. It does not work like that. It's not going down. They make you put in time. Yeah. The time you make, you got to go through uh, basic training. Mm-hmm. Then they send you out. You get deployed on a small level to nothing, no combat. And you, then you might see some combat. But it's like, yo, they make you commit for four years. Mm-hmm. You don't just do one year with the military. No, you gotta earn. You gotta earn it. You gotta earn it. Gotta, and, and the whole time, you're trying to prove to them that you're worthy. Mm-hmm. To call yourself a fucking uh, a, a, a Navy, a, a Navy or, SEAL, or, Army, whatever it is, yeah, right? SEAL team, a soldier, soldier. Because you feel it's valuable, right? You feel there's it's value. value. There's value in it, right? The army knew that if we just give people a, a gun the weekend that they show up. <laughs> They're going to be willing to either fight or they're going to leave immediately. There's no commitment. And we're getting people who are not committed at the level that we need to get the best soldiers. So what do they do? They don't charge you to be in the military. They don't need price. They just put time on it. Say, look, man, if you want to come over here, man, serve your country, four years. It's like going to college. Yeah. Four years. But you can't leave. Yeah. You can get discharged here. Yeah. Yeah. This (laughs) is it. Dishonorably. Right. But you don't just leave. (laughs) Whereas if they did not have these contracts, a contract, that's all it is, is Mm -hmm. saying that you are now required to fulfill the the agreement for a certain amount of time. So now look at look at marriage. That's all marriage is. It's time. Look at the military. It's time. Even jobs who hire this. You know, let's say if I want to become a fucking truck driver. And they said, yeah, man, we'll give you your CDLs for free if you work for our company for the first year out of your out yeah. of school. Yeah. Time. Yeah. What, did, what does that let them know? Now let's them know that like the people who are willing to go through this entire process of getting their, you know, their, their driver's license, their CDLs. Now, if you look at that and you say, man, I can't just commit to y'all for no year, man. They know you're not weeded serious. Weeded out. Yeah, you you've gone. Been, you've been weeded out. You mm-hmm. did them the favor. Mm-hmm. You're looking at it like, oh, man, nah, I can't. Oh, I'm smart. Yeah. No, no. They're smart because now they know that anybody who approaches them is more likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. More likely to give them what they want, which is low turnover. Yeah. 
more drivers for longer periods of time. And if you do something for a year, you're more likely to stick with it. Mm -hmm. You see, time is like one of the most important things you can do to weed out people. If you got a crew, the worst thing you can do is like bring somebody into your crew and put them on stage as soon as they get in the crew. Oh, no, nah, you got to you gotta earn your stripes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> can't just jump on stage, bro. We see this all the time, right? Yeah. Like you wonder why a lot of these crews break up. Mm-hmm. It's because they have not been around each other long enough. Yeah. And the people who were there at the beginning did not require those who came later to be there for any amount of time before giving them the benefits yeah. of that situation. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. So like, but what you do when you say, oh yeah, man, you know, we got this crew, man, but you know, to get down with us, you got to come do the legwork with us. We're going to be out here passing out flyers on Thursday, yeah. Friday, we hitting this show, this show, you know what I mean? We do this on this date. I mean, you can help us shoot some footage, take some pictures of somebody else, one of the other artists, or, or maybe you can do that. But what, what you're doing is you're giving them time. Mm-hmm. You're in, you're investing in them. You're investing your time in them, and they're investing in you. They're seeing that you're you're worth it, and you think that they're right. worth it. Right, right. Like look at look at the whole. I'll show you a model that's bad about this. The open mic model. <sighs> open mics suck not because the performers suck, which they often do. Mm-hmm. Open mics suck because no one is required to do anything. Right. Like you show up, sign your name up. And if it's a hip hop open mic, you ain't even got to do that. Nope. You just grab the mic. Grab the mic and you're instantly fucking rapping. Like, how is that for the lowest common denominator? I can't think of a way to attract the most least fucking tight (laughs) motherfuckers out there. They don't want nothing to do with the process. It's just like microwave rap show. That's all it is. And and I went to see... uh, Razzcast at the at the joint on uh what's it called uh, uh, rehab rehab tavern mm-hmm. right and he played on the open mic night he played first so I get there and I I thought he was playing normal time I'm like okay I get there at eleven thinking that yeah he got to start or the, the opener's about to go on mm. he's on stage wrapping up at like eleven fifteen oh. I'm walking back like holy shit this is crazy but it's a good turnout there mm-hmm. he gets done you know he goes to the merch table and hangs out. Like, all right, man, well, shit, I just got here late, man. It's probably going to clear out because all these people were here probably see him. No. They were there for the open mic. They were there to rap. Mm -hmm. Those dudes stood there. They rapped, right? And within 15 minutes. Cleared it out. Cleared completely out. Each of those dudes rapped and immediately left. Mm -hmm. They didn't stick around at all. There was no requirements of them to do anything. Horrible horrible right like and we wonder why the quality of certain things isn't tight it's because we don't require people to put in time or to sacrifice anything to be a part of it yeah this is this i mean this goes into the internet generation because you can instantly become famous on instagram or youtube or something and not not to take away from some of the people who have been working their asses off and found this tool to use to get them famous but there's some people that just you make a stupid fucking video, you get three million views on it, you instantly famous, and you wonder why people don't know what to do with, they don't know how to use their money, yep. they're assholes because they don't know how to treat people. You know, like it's a whole bunch of things that happen in this generation, especially with kids. You know, they they think they're more important than they are. They don't know how to talk to their parents. They don't respect their elders. None of that shit, because we're so in this microwave generation, this microwave world where everything comes to you as soon as you want it. And you don't have to wait for nothing. Instant gratification. It's instant gratification all over the place. This whole freaking world is instant gratification. That's why it's so fucked up. Yeah. And so, like, when you start wondering about, like, okay, why am I dealing with so many people who are full of shit? Mm. People who are not committed. People who are running me through the ringer. Try to evaluate it through the lens of time and ask yourself, what can I do in terms of time to ensure that people you know what I mean I want to drag this this disapproval process out right? right longer so if it's okay well if this is a new person who's saying they want to do x y and z for me then I might tell them okay well I'm going to ask you to be rocking with me for this long before I do whatever mm-hmm. or maybe I don't pay you until you're here for two months straight right. or three months straight but the first time I just want you to come out come hang out yeah. maybe you got to go to three open mics before you get to rap at one open mic yeah that would be and you got to sign in Mm-hmm. And you got every time you there. Every time you there, mm-hmm. sign your fucking name, and if you don't sign in, you don't get to go. Yeah, right. And that prevents the guys who just walk in off the street, rap, and walk back, get in their car, and go home. Yeah. Then you don't have a you don't have any fans. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know and so um but your time is like the number two way man so uh yeah man i think we'll take a break all right word over the last several months as the podcast has been growing people have been asking how they can support the super duty tough work podcast well here's three simple ways to support the podcast number one spread the word this is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast in fact it's free and doesn't cost you a thing so there's no reason not to do it if you're listening to us and like what we do please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages so whether you have facebook twitter or instagram it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too that helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow the second way you can help support super duty tough work is to comment and rate now if you're on itunes or you have an itunes account give your boys that five star rating we need that the more five star ratings and comments we have the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it if you're on soundcloud there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side that's the like button hit that like button while you're listening also add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion all feedback is welcome the third way you can support the super duty tough work podcast the most valuable podcast on planet earth is to support our music as you know illogic and i are artists we both put out albums illogic makes albums buy his albums i make albums and books anytime you support our music you are supporting the making of the show you can find my music books and t-shirts at weightless.net that's the word weightless.net go there pick up something and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like super duty tough work in fact I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Come on, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. Like I ain't going to pay for shit till you (laughs) prove to me that you need you want to be here. That's a fact. That's a fact. Even like the uh, the college reimbursement programs they have. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta be there. Yeah, you gotta be there like a year for that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, qualifying all of that shit. Like yeah. like teachers, mm-hmm. gotta be vested, right? Like you yeah. gotta be here to get like tenure. Yeah, the entire process of tenure is based on time. Yeah, if you're not here, you don't get to have a guaranteed job. Shit, fucking retirement. You know what I'm time. saying? Like you gotta earn that time. You gotta put your time in. Time. And those Social who, Security, all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's putting your time in. Yeah, you don't put that time in. You don't get shit. You don't get nothing. Yeah, yeah. Then we know that you're not the kind of person we want. Mm-hmm. That's it. Real life. Ah. Uh, mm. Yeah, man. This is quite the episode. Bars. Yeah, man. A lot of bars in here. You know what I'm saying? So uh yeah, we're back talking about how to weed out people who ain't serious, weeding out the weak, you know. And uh, we talked about two. We got two more joints to go. And this next one is one that I think will definitely speak to creative people alike. And the third way to weed out people who isn't serious is with your process. Mm. By that, I mean, how difficult is the process? Is the process easy to gain entry or is the process uh, difficult? Is there a process at all? Yes. Is it a matter of do I show up and I'm instantly this thing? Mm-hmm. Do I instantly get this just for showing up? What you find out is that the lower the bar of entry, meaning the, the less steps in the process, the more fraudulent the people within that culture will be. Hip hop is a perfect example. 
Mm. You don't have happen to grow up with hip hop. I would wager that most of the people writing about hip hop right now never really fucked with hip hop until the whole indie rock, whatever thing they were writing about yeah. dried up. Yeah. They're not heads like that. They're not historians. They're not even true, true fans. Unfortunately, most of the hip hoppers, most of the rappers, probably if yeah, rappers finish this, definitely because rappers don't know the history. Yeah, they ain't grow up with it. They don't know the history. They just see that people are getting money. Mm-hmm. They appear to be getting bitches. Mm-hmm. OK, they drive in nice cars and chains. I'm going to do that. Yep. They don't really care about the art form. And hip hop is an art form that does not require you to really do anything to be accepted within it and outside of it it used to it used to there used to be, <laughs> there used to be principles yeah. and processes yeah you know what i'm saying rules and regulations yeah, around here it used to be things yeah, it used to be things right like I, when we were coming up like you couldn't even get on the mic oh prison wouldn't let you on the mic no like Mm-mm. you guys would show up and not touch the mic for weeks yeah yeah and the mic would get passed all, all around them behind their back <laughs> through their legs yes. around their neck and yes. they would be like yo let me let me nope you could not get the mic. We don't know you, son. We don't know you. Prism <laughs> made the process difficult. Right. So even when you showed up and you put in a time, the process required more of you. Mm. It required you to have a reputation. Right. Or to be hella aggressive. Right. Or just, just slick as fuck to get the mic and wait around to the very end after everyone else got done. Yeah. Because otherwise, you were going to quit. Yeah. You're going to go home and you say, yo, man, there's some haters up in there, man. I ain't going back to the open mic. <laughs> and there was a lot of cats who did that. Weeded them out. Weeded them out. Mm-hmm. And and that is why back in that, people say, man, well, what happened to, to Columbus, man? What was in the water? How was so much talent coming out? Because we was regulating ourselves. Yeah. It was treacherous. <laughs> yeah. It was a process. Yes, you sir. did not get respect. You had to earn respect in the city. People don't understand what like uh, Groove Shack did, what Bernie's did, mm-hmm. what Smiling Rock, what all these open mics did to the MC culture here, all that battle culture, the expo shit. We had that deep, real deep, and we were still cool with each other. Yeah. But that shit was the culture. You had to compete, and at that time, it was unheard of. It was unheard of, but that was hip hop to us. Mm-hmm. You had to compete. Now there is no process. No. The process is more like, hey, I recorded a song. I deserve to be famous. Yeah. There is nothing about proving yourself in there really anymore. You're proving through recording something and putting it out. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily get the respect of your peers to be successful anymore. Mm-hmm. We were coming up, that was a big part of it. And if you look around, what you see is that this is not just something in hip hop. Any organization that is respectable has a respectable process. Right. Look at even something as simple as like the NBA. Oh, yeah. It's a very clear example. You have to be of the one percent in filing your middle school. You probably got to be in the top 10 percent. Like the statistics say that the top 10, only the 10 percent of high school players play college Mm -hmm. and less than 10 percent play pros. And even out of the all the pros, the average pro career is three years. You're weeding 90 percent of the people out. (laughs) Right easily yeah and then you're weeding and as you get higher you're weeding even more out Mm -hmm. this is insane yeah nfl same way but is there any surprise why why the product that they put on the floor is so amazing (laughs) right that's because it's it's a process yeah you don't get no process time all of that you don't get no Kyrie irvings no lebron james's no kobe bryant's no magic johnson's you don't get that unless you put a process in place Mm -hmm. to weed out those who ain't dope enough right and if they don't want to go through all that they don't want to play summer league they don't want to practice they don't want to weight train they don't want to do strength and conditioning they don't want to do suicide drills and win sprints they don't want to (laughs) do none of that shit right they don't want to they don't want to do play ball in the summer they don't they want to roll off their couch and be great and that's why some people stay on the playground and why some make it to the league because the nba even indirectly and at every level leading up to it has a very strenuous process for weeding out people who ain't mentally strong oh yeah and those who are not physically ready to play at the highest level yeah because even draft night is a weeding out you know what I'm saying? Because cats yeah. is sitting back waiting. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Waiting to, to, get to see to, see, to get to be chosen. <laughs> you know, because some of them don't know. When you go in them later rounds, yeah. Cats is just happy to be on a team at it's that a point. Fact. It's you know a what fact. I'm saying? Yeah. So Yeah, man. So like I mean, look at what also pops in my head is there was this uh 
Back in the days, I used to watch like Sex in the City and shit. Oh, I, <laughs> you remember back in the day? This is back when I used to watch reality shows and all that shit, dating shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- one thing that popped into my mind was like there was a chick on Sex in the City named Charlotte, right? She's like the goody goody girl, Christian mm-hmm. girl. And uh, she was like the girl who didn't put out. She was like the prettiest of all the chicks, but she just was like all in the true love. And so she met this dude who was like a lawyer and she was crazy about him. He was not even a good looking dude, weird looking dude, Jewish dude. And Jewish dude was basically like, yeah. She was like, yo, I'm ready to get married. Let's get married. He was like, I can't marry you. She's like, why? He said, because you're not Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so the next year of that show was spent on her having to actually learn Oh, she converted. She had to convert, but they don't just, you don't just walk in and say I'm Jewish. Right. It's a process. It's a process. You get tested. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that shit was like, oh, like he instantly knew that she was going to be the type of wife he wanted because she was willing Mm -hmm. to go through the process. Oh, yeah. Any other woman who wasn't willing, who Mm -hmm. wanted to be married to him would have said, nah, nah, bro. That takes how long? I got to do this. How many nights a week? Just to marry you? To marry you. Right. I got to learn all of this. Mm-hmm. And then we, then after I learn it, I got to go to church with you every time. Come on, man. I don't know about this one. I love you, but I don't love you, love you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to love you, love you to do that. Yeah. Right? And so, man, it, it's deep. But that makes me think about it. Like, there is no organization that you see that is respected mm-hmm globally or nationally that does not have an application process mm-hmm. or a uh, a proving ground type process mm-hmm. for its applicants yeah. the less of a process it has the less respectable the participants will be yeah. and, and the less skilled they will be it's just a fact i mean it's 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 the it's the it's the same thing as going directly to a job to fill out an application and going through a temp service right the type of people that you get is nothing wrong with temp services, but the type of people that you get overall that come through temp services yeah. usually are not the same quality you get of the people that take the time to actually come to your office, right. fill out an application, go through the interview process and get hired. It's a very because it ta- that takes dedication. That yes. takes time. If you have a multiple interview process yes. you got to be up there three four five times within a couple months yep. you know like you have to wait right on them to call you and let you know if you got the job <laughs> right. or not like yeah. and if you're really serious then you might be emailing them like yo i really want this position yes. you know i'm just checking in to see yep. you know like those are the kind of people that companies want to hire they don't want to hire nobody that all you had to do is fill out something online come in take a little drug test and then you got a job right. you know what i'm saying like right. that's not that's not the quality of people that a lot of companies want. It's true. And so, so, you know, kind of tying this back in what we're talking about here, like if you find like you're dealing with people mm-hmm. who are just full of shit, yeah. who bullshit all the time, who say they're going to do something, but don't do it. They don't follow through they're, They They don't support what you do. Mm-hmm. They're very wishy washy. Ask yourself, what is my process? Yeah. Is there a process? Is there a process? Yeah. Is my process capable of attracting the type of customers, coworkers, collaborators that I think I want. Right. Because in our heads we say, man, I want to be around the dopest people who are the most driven and the da da da. Well, what is your process for attracting those people? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you ensure that someone who's driven is attracted to working with you? Right. Like, what are you doing? Are are, are they? Is does anybody that work with you just get a shot? Yeah. You know what I mean? What do, what hoops do they have to go through? Like. How difficult is it? There's a reason that corner stores attract like the least, you know, right. oh, yeah, desirable clientele. Yeah. Everything is a dollar and it's on every corner. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's not you, they'll go to the one corner down the street. Yep. All for 50 cent difference on the prices. Yep. And those people won't be in Macy's. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's not the same clientele. It's very different. Very different. Very man. different. And uh, so that's like that's number three. Yeah. Process. OK, we got one more joint, man. We getting out of here. It's the last joint. And this is one we touched on in the last one. And uh, this is the the last and the fourth way to weed out people is through tests. Test them. Testing, testing. Look, man, there's a reason that tests are a big part of school. Mm -hmm. I know people want to deal with, you know, all the, the super progressive shit it's like oh yeah no more tests you know just stupid how i know how i know what you know right how 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 do i know what you know if i don't test you on your knowledge come on and how do i know what i know right like the test is very important very very part of the process what you find out is like you know 
we sit here and we get mad at the hip hop press for not knowing the history mm-hmm. and solding the elders of the culture. Mm-hmm. But we have to ask ourselves, was there any requirement for them to get that job? Right. What, how, how, how much was history a part of that job interview? Mm-hmm. Did they ever have to demonstrate that they knew anything about the culture that they are writing about? Or were they just hired because they can because they can put sentences together? Yeah, because they can. They're technically a good. They're writer. They're technically a good writer, right. right? But but they have no understanding of the culture that they're writing about. This is what you see a lot in things like hip hop, man. Mm-hmm. Things where there is no barrier of entry. the The sad part is that because you have no way to test people, and you have no way to verify those tests, you have people coming in who are saying they are one thing. But who are turning out to be something completely different, or we, or or the people that are reading their shit just don't give a fuck who they are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We, we hip hop is in a place now where it has, it has. It's like it's like there's no there's nothing before what's today. People don't they don't respect the history. They don't respect the elders. So they could care less if the person that is writing knows who KRS One is, as long as they writing something about you know whoever their favorite rapper is now NBA Young Boy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like all these new dudes, a lot of the new dudes, and it's some of them that try to respect the culture, but a lot of them don't. And a lot of their fans, because they're young, they have no they have no point of reference. They think what's happening now in hip hop is what's always been happening in hip hop. And yeah. they have no point of reference and they're not held accountable either. That's a fact, man. So like it's something to think about. Like as you do things, sometimes having to know certain things to get access to something else is the best thing that ever happened to you. Oh yeah, it's great. You know, like even beat making, like I find that beat making is one of those things where you kind of are forced to understand more about production, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't want to learn. More about music, period. About music, period. It forces you to educate yourself on different genres of music. You may not even have a single fucking vinyl record in your house, but I bet you the average producer, hip hop producer knows more about music than any other genre. Oh yeah. Because hip hop producers have to just simply because of the sampling aspect of it mm-hmm. and keeping it fresh. You just can't you just can't sit back and learn guitar riffs. Right. And that's it. And be no 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 no. You gotta understand every different genre of music because that's what you're gonna be sampling from. And the instruments. Instruments, yeah, yeah. You, you have to know how this comes together because you're sampling these instruments. Mm-hmm. So you gotta understand the the musicality of all these little things yeah. and bring them together. And, and it tests you. Mm-hmm. It tests your musical knowledge. And, and the, the test for us is the, the album. You know, that's the test of what we know. All these concepts I've absorbed, I'm now going to put them together and show you. This is like my thesis. Yeah. Adventures in counterculture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Celestial clockwork. Yep. This is like us saying, okay, okay, we. This is our test. We've been getting tested. This is what you don't know. But now we get to show mm-hmm. that we know all these concepts. That we've mastered these concepts. Yep. That we know how to fucking rhyme for four minutes straight and be entertaining. <laughs> right, right, right. We don't need a fucking hook, or right. we can have a hook. Mm-hmm. We've understood the concepts of songwriting and put them to the test. When you're dealing with bullshit people, ask yourself what has been done to test their knowledge. What has been done to test their loyalty? Mm-hmm. You know, what has been done to, te- to test their skill? Yeah. If you haven't done anything to test them, and, uh, and what has been done to test their character? That's probably the most important. Are, are they tested in any way, shape, or form before getting access to you and what you do at a high level? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have tests in place to get these things out of people, you're ultimately going to get a group of people who are rocking with you who are not quality. Yeah. Usually when cats want to do a feature with me, the first thing I say is, send me a link so I can listen to some of your songs. Send me songs. some links. <laughs> I, I just want to hear I just want to hear if if I'm gonna be on some bullshit. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if you could actually rap. Yeah. You know, like I I need that. I need to know those things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it it it's it makes sense. Like, think about how many times I'll put this in in terms of just like playing shows. Mm-hmm. I get asked to play a lot of shows, mm-hmm. but you know, I play in Columbus once to twice a year, max. Mm-hmm. The The reason I don't play certain shows is because certain times I have to let things play out. I gotta see someone go through, whether it's an event, oh, we got this new monthly event, we want you to play it. Oh, how long have it been going on? Oh, this is the second month. 
talk to me in a year yeah yeah you see <laughs> it's a test now it's like well you know what let's see how long this let's lasts. see how long you can get it going yeah this has happened to me so many times where guys started a monthly or or, or weekly and like yo we want you to play man come on let me you know what's it gonna take and i'm just like it's not even about money right now mm-hmm. it's about you being able to keep this thing going long enough mm-hmm to justify me doing it yeah, to where it's worth it for me it's worth it for me yeah because i don't want to be scheduled to do something that's either not well promoted mm-hmm. uh it's, it's, it's uh unorganized mm-hmm. you know the money is all messed up and then all of a sudden i gotta be the guinea pig because i was impatient yeah i didn't want to let them prove themselves you know what i'm saying to be a viable entity i said you know what fuck it i need the money Rent gotta be paid i'm gonna take whatever right when you take those shows you 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 stop the process of being tested mm-hmm. you don't you allow people to get out of it i'm like nah man let them test themselves there's so many events where where it takes them a year or two oh yeah before they hit their stride mm-hmm. and when they hit their stride you're like damn mm-hmm. yeah i'll play it now yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, it's worth it it's worth it yeah. same thing for people sometimes you have to see people in different situations for a year and that's all friendship is right mm-hmm. to see who their character is and as we say you don't really find out who people are until shit go bad. Word. Right? Everybody's awesome when things are going great. Yeah, everybody's the best of friends. Oh, they're so fun. <laughs> best friends. You got nothing but friends when things are going yeah, good. You're the coolest. You're the coolest. But when things hit the fan, that's how you can tell who's who. Yeah. And so uh, that's the, the fourth one, man. Yeah. That's that's some real tests. That's, that's some real shit. And you know what about tests, too? If you do test someone when they pass that test, it it makes them a lot more serious and it, and it gives them a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, you I know mean, what I'm look saying? At, it adds to them. SAT, ACT, oh, yeah. standardized testing, LSAT. Mm-hmm. You got the bar exam. Mm-hmm. These are famous tests in the United States. Oh yeah, and your future is often, you know, built upon how well you do. Yes, it's dependent on how well you do. You can't be a lawyer if you can't pass the bar. Right. Period. You fail it, they hit you with the time joint. (laughs) You can't take this next week. Right. We'll do another one in six months. Yep. Yep. You got to wait six months. Oh, and you got to pay. They hit you with the price. Mm -hmm. Damn. I got to pay another $800 to take the How serious are you? Right. How much do you really want to be a lawyer? (laughs) Right. They hit you with all of that to be a lawyer. They hitting you with the process, meaning you got to go to school for eight years. Mm -hmm. They hitting you with the price. You got to pass the bar and you got to (laughs) pay. Right. Out of your pocket. Yes. Plus the law school. Oh, you failed it. You got to pay again. They hit you with the test at the end. Oh, you failed it. Go back and do it again. Mm -hmm. You can't be one of us. But you got to wait six months. Yeah, you got to wait six months. (laughs) Dog, they're hitting you with every single factor that we named in here. And that's why you rarely see a lawyer fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like you rarely see a lawyer who's just like, he don't know his shit. He might not care about you. <laughs> right, but he know his shit. He know his shit. Yeah. He might not care about your case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he know the law, though. He know the law. Yeah. And he, you know, so that's the thing. They have a higher standard. Same thing for doctors, mm-hmm. right? So look at like the whole, like once the doctor's doing like their uh, residency thing. Yeah, because they got to take the MCATs. That's like the bar yeah. for doctors. And that shit that shit is fair i've read just questions on it yeah that shit is difficult as fuck yeah like and they gotta go to school for what eight years and do residency for two before years. they can even become a doctor right. before you even that shit's right. crazy and what does that do it weeds out the people who are not serious yep. you can't half ass it be a doctor yeah you can't be a bootleg motherfucking doctor because they make it so difficult that they ensure they only get the best the brightest and the most dedicated yeah, the um the process for being a doctor weeds people out from when they're young. Right, right. <laughs> like I gotta go to school for how long? Yeah, nope, no doctor. Biology again? <laughs> Damn. Hey, look, you better. Hey, fuck it. Right. But you're right. It, it gets you out of there because you got to go to undergrad, mm-hmm. pre med, mm-hmm. med, mm-hmm. and you know, saying residency. Yeah. Then doctor, like that's. 15 years of your life probably and then probably throughout being a doctor you got to go back to school and learn new shit yep, <laughs> yep. so same with lawyers because they got to learn new laws and all that st- it's yeah it's crazy i mean yeah. teachers all of that <laughs> stuff you gotta you gotta continuously learn and be dedicated to your craft to your yeah. whatever it is but yeah man it's like but shit i would almost say teachers might be the opposite man really see see here's the problem with teachers the problem with teachers is that like if there's a shortage of teachers I can become a teacher in like two months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can become. I mean, 
I because, can get a certificate. Because I have a master's degree, I can be a substitute in any subject. You see what I'm saying? Tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you on that's, that. That's the problem. With, see, that's why, and I know I'm getting some people who get mad at me, <laughs> sir, because we did the, uh, this is reminding me of the episode we did about Chance, oh. and uh, I got started getting hate mail on SoundCloud. <laughs> For real? Yeah, this chick was airing me out. It was right. the one I did in the, uh, I read the letter in the, uh, Everybody hates print shit. Oh, she was okay. like, I can't believe you blaming teachers. You can't be down the nerve of yeah, you. Yeah. For shame. Like she was hitting me with everything. But like my theory is that the reason that teachers are paid so little is because the product they are outputting, at least public school teachers, mm-hmm. is not being proven to be superior. Yeah. Like the quality product is not there. Naturally, yeah, you got to go to school. You got to get a degree in most instances. But like we said, they give out emergency degrees. They give out certificates. Mm-hmm. You can get in a classroom and not have any teaching experience in right. a lot of instances through certain programs. Yeah. You can't do that as a doctor. Oh, no. You can't. Not a lawyer. Not a lawyer. No, not even a nurse. You no, be- not even a nurse. You're not touching nobody. <laughs> you can't be a phlebotomist if you don't go there. <laughs> Right. And so when they do that, it cheapens the process. Mm. You open yourself up to these teachers who are, you know what I'm saying, whooping students' asses in band class and shit. You know what I'm saying? As we saw on the net this week. Like, he's probably a great teacher, but he was just like, yo, I had enough, man. (laughs) They don't pay me enough to take this shit. They don't pay me enough to let dudes just talk to me like this. I'm scoop slamming this little boy. (laughs) He goes get scoop slammed. Fucking with with teach like that, man. And so, uh, you know, you don't see doctors scoop slamming patients. Nah. Do you? Nah. <laughs> and, you know, in schools, don't in public schools, the other other side of that is that what is the requirement to get in those schools? Mm. You don't see that shit at private schools. Yeah, because you got to pay for that shit. Thank you. There's a waiting list. Weed out. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. There's a the process. Process. Application and, process. And you got to live in a certain community mm-hmm. to even have access to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So like they're weeding you out by money first, not mm-hmm. I mean by how much they charge and yeah. by the fact you got to live in an affluent community yeah. just to go there, yeah. right? Then they're hitting you with the, okay, now our teachers got to have certain requirements. Yeah. Okay, now, <laughs> now we done pretty much ensured that our students are of a certain uh, a, a group our, our teachers are a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Our school and curriculum is. Our community is. That's why you don't see motherfuckers in Catholic schools doing that shit. Right. True. True. They Truth. weeded out everybody, man. They weeded out the bad, you know, the weed. So that's it, man. Yeah. Another Good episode. One. Bars. Yeah. I hope y'all dig this shit, man. This is, uh, you know, what we do. Yeah. Super duty, tough work. You know, blueprints, logic. Yes, sir. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>